0: Welcome to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, Marketing on Tap Podcast. This is episode 12, and we are sponsored by the EGC Group. We are the CBMA's co-founders and your podcast co-hosts, Jim McCune and
1: Jackie DeBella. Hey, everyone.
0: So, wow. Yeah. What a year. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The 2021 Craft Beer Marketing Awards are officially complete. Uh, We're definitely down to just the final few crushies. Um, The trophies are being personalized and shipped out as we speak.
1: Yeah. And don't forget um, on social when you guys receive your crushies, which a ton of people have been posting. And that's awesome. um, Remember to use the hashtag. We crushed it 2021. Um, We'll be sharing a bunch of those photos and we'll also be randomly choosing a bunch of people to get uh, free entries for 2022. Woohoo!
0: So, you know, I'm sure your listeners know CBMAs had more than 300 judges this year and from all around the world. And they helped us promote the Crushy Awards as well as volunteering their time and experience. And they have to read and visually critique all of the entries. So right now, for the second time, CBMAs are holding their Global Industry Person of the Year Awards. So if you're a judge, make sure you've sent your vote in. Um, this is voted exclusively for our judges and by our judges. And they win our amazing uh, new CBMA's Global Crushy Trophy. And we personalized that and shipped that to that door. And it was a lot of fun last year. And this year, we look forward to announcing this year's recipient at the uh, Craft Beer uh, Brewers Conference, which is actually rapidly approaching in Denver this September.
1: Yeah. <laughs> really we're like weeks away um speaking of next month we've got some big cbma news uh drum roll please jim <laughs> um craft beer marketing awards will be returning for the third annual competition yeah uh, we'll be open for entries on september 9th which is less than a month away um and if you are attending cbc this year We're running a super, super deep discount um, for people who sign up to enter at our booth. Um, It only takes a few minutes and you can complete your entry when you guys get back home. But as long as you sign up, uh, you're good to go with an awesome discount.
0: Yeah, that's the way to go. So today we are super stoked to welcome to the CBMA's Marketing on Tap podcast. All the way from Katy, Texas, we have Tom Painter. A man who apparently wears a lot of hats: uh, mm-hmm. vice president, marketing director, co-owner, and I'm sure there's a few more.
1: And
2: uh, but, but I get paid the same. Oh well, so. yeah.
1: <laughs> Not three paychecks. Is that how that works?
2: <laughs> yeah, no. It's just, uh, yeah. When they it was like, hey, need, we're gonna give you this title, and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And then it's like, it's like, w- w- what comes with it? Like <laughs> the title responsibility. <laughs>
0: Tom Painter from No Label Brewing. Check them out at nolabelbrew.com. And wow, very cool website. Look at this brewery and taproom with the silos. Yeah, This looks awesome, dude.
1: It looks really, really cool. Thank you for coming on, Tom. Um, you know, why don't we start? We like to learn a little bit more about everybody's background. And I personally would love to know more about the actual name, No Label Brewing.
2: Um, so... So, no labels been around for um, nearly eleven years. Uh, we turn eleven in November, and actually, it was founded by um, a couple, Brian and Jennifer Royo, who um, they just they were homebrewers and they spent a lot of time just ripping labels off of bottles out of kind of being frustrated in their twenties, and that's where kind of the name No Label began, and then it also became a, a mantra of, like, kind of leave who you are at the door and just kind of, you know. That's uh,
0: awesome, the double entendre. Yeah,
2: yeah. and then uh, I met them from, so my background is I do, I uh, started as a huge Craft beer fan. I did a lot of videography and photography for um, craft breweries in Houston and this is about 10 years ago or so, and there were only three at the time. And uh, so I started with St. Arnold, that's down here, and I moved through a, a few breweries and then uh, eventually started working with the guys at No Label. And Brian and Jen, as the, the, as the years went on, they uh, they made me an offer to invest. And so a friend of mine and, and myself, we, we became investors. And then the scene here went from 10 years ago, there was three breweries and now uh, presently they're 72 so the market has just kind of exploded in houston texas and as it exploded so did competition and brian and jen were just like you know this wasn't it was a little bit more business than it was um i guess craft beer um and so they just they were like you know we just need to step back and they had two kids and so then um my friend and i who were investors all of a sudden we had the opportunity to become owners and that was about four years ago uh, that we kind of made that transition and uh, you know, it took us about a year or so to get on our feet. And then, and then r- right as the 2020 was hitting and we were like, all right, we're going to, you know, fresh rebrand. We've got, you know, we, we, no label for like for a new era. And then uh, 2020 hit and it was like, whatever business plan you have, throw it out the door and hold on to your butts.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, I guess, kind of leads into the um, the dreaded question, but inquiring minds want to know, h- how did no label brewing handle the pandemic? And, and basically, uh, how, how was the Texas scene before, during, and after?
2: Um, I mean, before it was great. It was because as a craft beer fan, yeah, I mean, that. yeah, 10 years ago, three breweries, now there's, you know, 70. So I, as a... As a craft beer fan, it, it was it was fantastic because almost every neighborhood was now getting that. You know, breweries kind of serve as community hubs, and often are very representative of those communities. And and uh, so things were really soaring. And then you know we were excited for a lot of stuff we were doing. But yeah, when COVID hit, it was like I mean, I'm sure you hear this from everyone, but the name of the game was pivot, pivot, pivot. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and for us, I mean, and these are these are the CB, I mean, the CB maze we run, like we won, um, was for, you know, best pandemic, uh, charity related promotion. And then, and the global we won was for best merchandise design, which just happened to be kind of social distancing and, and masks because, uh, we have a very good, um, we have a very good merchandiser. And as, as the world was shutting down, uh, there was a lot of drinking on our end that was kind of uh, hitting record highs kind of just out of like kind of worry and just kind of like how, how long is this going to go on and I was talking to our merchandiser one night and he was like man I'm getting a lot of orders for mass and I, they're like hey we, we know we're in Texas there's a lot of Texas pride rah rah but it's like you know this thing is coming and it's like maybe we should get ahead of this And and having that marketing background I just kind of contacted my all my graphic designers, and I was like, hey, we need social distancing designs. We need it like, like right from the get-go. And so we put in an order for, initially it was 2,000 masks, and then I was like, just make it 8,000. And then and sure enough, a few weeks later, the masks come in, and the day after the masks come in, the uh, Texas enters a mask mandate.
0: No Label Brewing won the 2021 CBMA's award. For the Global Crushy Award, that was for best merchandise design, most creative line, and that was for your mask and gator. Masks
2: yes, and gators, yeah. That
0: was really cool.
2: Yeah, which leads right into uh, kind of you know we, and then we won the gold for the for the mask event, right the. Charity promotion because I mean
0: that was the Gold Crushy Award for best pandemic charity related promotion and you guys titled that mask days and from what we saw we've in the news free masks to all first responders and frontline healthcare workers.
2: Yep. So that's cool. because so we were yeah we were like an hour into like the like the whole. You know, we we were selling beer, but we also got masks for sale. And then, and and from the get go, it was free masks for first responders and all, and, uh, and frontline healthcare workers. But then, within that first hour, it was like people were just coming in to buy masks. And it's like, you know, so we we I was like, we really aren't a mask company. This isn't who we are, right? We sell beer. We need to move. A beer so then we just changed the model it was like hey guys come in and buy like you know two six packs and get yourself a free mask just and then all of a sudden we weren't selling, selling any masks we're, we're just selling liquid the and so we're just running through these masks and but then also all these there's all these canine units all these uh like like uh like like firemen and like police officers they're, they're like they're coming out and they're like hey can i get like 40 masks for uh like, 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 for, like for the precinct, I needed, you know, or bring stuff back to the firehouse because, you know, when, when the mandate f- flipped, no one was really ready for it, right? Everyone, well, I, all of a sudden, I tell was you like, like, here in
0: New York, we were out of masks. So if you had masks and you were giving those out, that or a gift would purchase, like that, yeah. that was very, very smart and very needed.
2: Yeah, it all, it all kind of, it all kind of worked out. But we had like a line around the block, and then. So we had all these police officers out, out and they're just picking up masks for all, playing all their buddies and, you know, they were just coming up and we were just handing them boxes essentially. and You know, but then they're just hanging around and they're like, sounds like you guys need some help. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, we got state troopers and KDPD and everyone's like directing traffic and it's, so uh, it, it was, um, you know, the pandemic, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty dark and you just never, you didn't know where it was going to go, but those were certainly those type of days. Were the things that uh, we certainly needed as a kind of a motivational, you know, spirit boost. For because, sure. Because uh, you know you're looking at your staff and you your, I mean, so like every bar in, in Houston was like shut. You know, we were under lockdowns, so all the bar, all our bars were like were shut down, and so we have. Um, and then the brewery itself, we had just kind of turned into a drive-through. Um, at that point, we're just all-to-go orders, so it's very strange to be in the brewery business and you have a sales team, and you're just like there's no bars to sell sell to. Right. You have kegs just stacking up, and then you have a tap room staff that you know you can't really be, you can only put so many people on a drive-through line, and so it's it gets it gets pretty dark pretty quick. Yeah, but when you explain we, it that they, way, I mean
0: it, it's frightening, frightening as a business owner. that's kind of dramatic shit that's literally like the carpet being pulled right out from under your feet
2: yeah but it was like days like that where we're really kind of you know everyone in the community is there and like and like you know the the police officers are there and 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 just everyone's yeah everyone's involved in this effort and it feels like yeah it's a product and we're pushing beer but we're like we're we're doing something a little extra with it. And it, it felt really good. And because, and I mean, I'm sure you guys know and talked to a lot of people, but pandemic was also kind of a, a you know, turned into a very lonely time.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> of, 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 of where are those friendly faces? And, you know, we were, we spent, the taproom spent half of last year closed outside of our kind of drive-through. And it's mm-hmm. it's very weird to have a space that's normally filled with so much life and connecting so many people together to just be very um, soulless. (laughs) Yeah. uh,
1: I mean, you guys, it sounds like you did an incredible job of, you know, making the best of a horrible and tough situation. Um, Just coming off of what you were saying about sort of everyone's, I don't know, obsession with with getting the merch or the masks, you know, did you guys kind of turn that whole idea into a new way of getting revenue for the brewery? You know, did did you increase your merch line? Have you changed that now?
2: Well, I mean, the the short answer is yes. So, I mean, the thing, because during the pandemic, there's only so no, you only have so many tanks and your tanks can only push out so many beers in a given period of time. And you're really, you're, playing this game of how do we gauge people's attention? How do we get them, how do we get them to the brewery and not anywhere else? Um, Because we need to increase our sales because the the last thing we want to do is to start, you know, laying off people or reducing salaries or like whatever the hell that is. Um, So it became pretty after, because we had social distancing designs and COVID designs and, and we whatever we put on the mask, we also put on like pint glasses and koozies and people were going in and getting that stuff. And then it was like, it was like we can turn around merch faster than we can turn around beer. Right. Because, a, a, you know, beer goes in a tank, it stays there for at least two weeks. And then, and then you got to package it, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you, you can have a graphic designer or a few to design X amount of stuff and put it on items. And next thing you know, I got the, you know, got a COVID Easter bunny. <laughs> or it's, or it's like you know, COVID Fourth of July, or, or <laughs> we're, 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 you know, because we're trying our best to, 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 to uh, I guess make light of a really bad situation, right? Right. Um, yeah.
0: The levity the long way.
2: And so yeah, we were we were our merch game, like it got a little crazy in twenty twenty, and we've continued to like to this year because once we opened all those avenues up, it's like now our merch wall is. Uh, it's it, it's really ridiculous. And so pe- people come here and it's like, yeah, you got 20 varieties of hats. You got a whole bunch. You got 20 varieties of shirts. You got like, like I think we have like 42 varieties of, of glassware. And it's just, so you got people come in here and it's like, there's all these different ways to, for them to take a souvenir or, and, but from the business side to up our revenue. <laughs> so so, yeah, merch became definitely our an added lifeline, something that we weren't really thinking because usually it's just like we make our money off beer, but then it became so much more. So
0: Yeah, well, once you cross that threshold and the brand becomes a lifestyle, It's merchandise is the next logical step, and it's what the consumers want. I mean, we, we never leave a brewery without grabbing a hat or a T-shirt or, or something. So it's smart business, and you give the consumer what they want.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then you know, just like the way you tend to look at kind of labels and beer names, and just kind of like you know, you almost like Disney it a little bit, you know, like where's where's my group of this, you know, beer? Where's my character that I can turn off? There's a lot of there's a lot of marketing branding avenues that can turn into you know just cool revenue streams. I mean, it's all fun because it's all beer, but there's also all this. There's all this extra stuff that kind of uh it certainly helped us get through the like 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 sa- sail through the pandemic god willing and like uh i like think we're much better on the other side and you know these cbma's the uh it really kind of it felt really good like it really justified a lot of the the the, the hell that we all kind of went through and all the because we were we were in full on pivot 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 like we pivoted fast and and just on the marketing side, I mean, not I mean the business side, with all sorts of issues in terms of, you know, grabbing cans and and just general shortages across across the board. But it was
0: um... I appreciate that that sentiment. We received a lot, and really, you know, warms Jackie and I's heart because we built this whole um, competition just to recognize and award the very best marketing in the brewing industry, and this year really across the world. And when you see the work from breweries like you or their agencies and artists and marketing partners, uh, I mean, we were totally blown away. Yeah. Um, And, you know, one, you mentioned something. I heard you say shortage. And I know a few listeners have recently written into us asking us about um, various shortages that we heard about. I don't know if they were linked to the quarantine, but can you talk to anything about like... Carbonation
2: or aluminum cans. Um, uh, I can certainly talk about aluminum. The uh, okay. um, <laughs> um, yeah, last year we we got hit with, you know, our our main supplier that we go through for cans. You know that they just hit an all time. They were like, you know, we are out, and everyone they're kept on outsourcing us to someone else to try to find cans, and you know, because I think every brewery is put in the same. Did it, um, did it was it uh, something position. that
0: you saw coming or did this sneak right up on you?
2: I mean it stuck it stuck right up on us and everyone else because those kegs, right, they become almost instantaneously useless. Um because if you have no bars to send your kegs to, what's the <laughs> so almost everything we're doing is was was package, 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 mm-hmm. and so was everyone everything else, uh for everyone else. So um yeah, we got hit with a huge aluminum. Uh, crunch. Uh, luckily, and this is also one of those, you know, thank God we're in the craft beer industry where uh, we're always willing to lend each other a helping hand. There's a, there's another birdie in town. They actually had painted cans with the wrong UPC code. Um, and, and they were like, and they reached out. They're like, Hey, we can't do anything with these cans. You guys actually like have labels. So even though the cans are painted and they look ugly, like, we'll sell you these cans and you guys can just wrap them on your, like with your labels. and
1: That's awesome. And so
2: Yeah. We have yeah like, we've heard we a have lot like,
1: of that about everybody helping out. I mean, that's amazing.
2: That's like the community we're in. Like, like craft beer is such a, uh, you know, we have guild meetings and, and every everyone always hangs out. I always tell other brewery owners, you know, they're like, 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 like what's your best advice? And I'm like, well, you know, Just don't be an asshole to anyone because uh, this company, you know, this industry like trades around uh, like talent and employees like it's no one's business. Um, You know, a a brewer will go from one brewery to another and and sales force, too. So it's, uh, you know, this I mean, Jackie and I have
0: been to Texas a few times. And I, I mean, the people there was just the nicest we probably met from anywhere else in the world. And I can only imagine Texan brewers like the camaraderie in our community is, is like no other. So, that, you know, that's one of the reasons we love being in this
2: industry. Yeah, I, I, I completely concur.
1: No Label Brewing has become such a community hub around there. Um, you guys are on our must-visit list for sure. Uh, but why don't you tell us about your flagship brews and um, your customer base? You know, do you have all the locals or are you having some tourists come through? Is it a mix?
2: It is. It's. It's. So our main beers are. Are we, we have. We have two light beers. Uh, El El Jefe, which is a Hefeweizen Bison, uh, nineteen eighty, which is a Kolsch. and then also we uh, we have Sitting Side Haze, which is a hazy IPA, and then we have a a West Coast called uh, Cali Boy, um, and we also rotate you know an assortment of beers into the market every year. Probably about half well probably about a dozen total and then and we ship all across the state of texas um but then our tap room you'll find 25 beers on any any given day our head brewer is always um creating creating something wild um but as far as our the people that come in yeah i mean it's mostly people in in west houston um and kind of the texas hill country um Certainly, we're in Katy, Texas, and, and we are the hometown brewery. And then we'll, we'll we'll suck people in from 50 miles in like any direction. Uh, that's for sure. But we get people from all over the world that will like 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 will, like will pop in, and um, it's uh, it's great. You know, I wish the um, t- Texas beer laws what they are right now. We can't really ship beer out of state, but man, we we get so many people that leave Texas and they'll send us messages and they'll be like, Hey, I'm trying to get your beer. Where can I get it? And like, you know, it's like, well, I can't can't send it to you. It's like, it's like, it's like, who cares about the laws? Just, just mail it in. And we'll send you a check (laughs) later. And I'm just like, uh, you know, um, one day,
0: um, all these beer clubs. Sometimes I sit there while I'm laying in bed and I think about how much beer is floating through the mail right now.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's, it's I'm, I can only imagine. I mean, there's been a there's been once or twice, like we'll we'll do like a shipment of beer to like you know like a like a radio personality or you know like like for 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 quote unquote tasting, uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, man, people people definitely want to with the beer like old old ex like west houston people but yeah we get people from all over and it's pretty awesome um mm-hmm. it's um it's really humbling is what it is uh like like for like 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 for the most part and sometimes sometimes i'll, I'll sit and i'll legitimately wonder it's like how do these people find us you know
1: that's it's so like, cool
0: looks like a cool vibe over there i mean just when i look through the photos and you know checking out the beer parties and you got axe throwing and there's uh
2: Yeah, it's it's so I mean, we're, we're, we're in a very large space. And, um, and so we actually have like, we have vendors that kind of sit here on site permanently, we have a pet vendor that has an Airstream and all he sells is pet food. And so uh, like, which him and his wife make and so they're actually like permanent residents of our of our yard. And then uh, like during the weekends, it's, you know, it's, it's live music we have a playground on site so people bring their kids and their dogs. And and then we'll also host farmer's markets and stuff like that. We have a tremendous amount of space and, you know, uh, before COVID hit the, uh, I mean, there'll be like, you know, thousand plus people on the yard uh, every fr- like Friday or, or Saturday. And it was pretty wild. And um, I mean, there's not, those, those numbers are, are certainly get, getting back to like, to, to where the, where they were. They're they're not, quite there yet given this recent you know delta kind of scaring people off and the summer heat but um but yeah i don't know everything i think everything is like will be fine in the end and uh craft beer always endures
0: sounds awesome i mean it was really really <laughs> awesome speaking to you today is there any predictions uh from your point of view um out of texas um the outlook of this new covet outbreak
2: um, I know from for our end, we uh, because we don't want to go through can shortages again, we don't want to go through any supply chain issues. Um, we're trying to get ahead of it as best as possible. So, like, like we're doing as little, a little bit of uh, of stockpiling, a little bit of just. There's a whole lot of just in case because uh, or, or PTSD, whatever you want to call exactly. it. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, so we definitely got a few more months worth of cans than we usually have like on hand, and we def- definitely got a few months worth of labels. And you know, we're trying to get all our you know our bills paid and all that. We're just you know, I think if anything, it's just better to be prepared. Better to be prepared than like uh, yeah. than not. But I think ultimately, even even the people that are that are fairly just uh, anti. Whatever, whatever. I think everyone's getting more in line to just. No one wants to do this again.
1: No, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So,
2: I, so I think even even some of because uh, uh, even though we're in uh, we're in uh, West Houston, Houston, you know, Houston's pretty blue, um, but Texas Hill Country is very red, and mm-hmm. we're kind of right in the middle, so we get a little bit of all of it, but but. Uh, but most sides are kind of together uh, more and more on the fact that, like, like no one wants to do this again. and People just want to get this over with. So, totally. A, yeah. which, 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 which gives me hope for getting back to uh, whatever normal is. Speaking
0: of hopeful, uh, is there anything new that we should keep our eyes out from No Label Brewing this year?
2: Um. We are looking to make some uh, advancements out west, uh, uh, west west. Like uh, we're looking to to get our way into Nevada. Okay, in the,
1: okay, in the, nice.
0: In
2: the in the beginning of next year or late this year. So um, I wanna keep in I'll keep an eye on that. We make um we make a beer called Gillies, mm-hmm. um, which is um it's uh, basically it's related to urban cowboy famous honky tonk out of houston called gillies uh, and and um yeah we're looking to take that beer to vegas so that's, actually-
1: that's awesome you speaking of yeah. um out west do you guys have plans to attend cbc
2: uh we will be there awesome we will be there it, it, it's it's too bad that gabf has gone uh, virtual again but yeah. we we will definitely uh, be at C- cbc the first thing i got was the airbnb because those things are usually the first to go yep <laughs> um, um i'm looking forward to it i know all the there's so many th- th- those those uh get-togethers those conventions are it's so nice to see everyone yes. like, like once or twice a year from all over the industry. Mm-hmm. And it's especially for um, like our brewers. And so it'll be nice to get everyone together and, and let the mad rush for Pedialyte begin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Um, yeah. We're super excited. We hope to grab a beer with you there. Um, if you, if everyone is attending CBC, Um, from September 9th to 12th in Denver, Colorado. Uh, We will be there. The Craft Beer Marketing Awards have our own booth this year. Uh, We will be in the new Exhibitor Pavilion. I believe we're booth number 11 in there. Um, Also speaking of Houston, uh, we have partnered with our presenting sponsors, Hillebrand, who their US base is in Houston um, in their, I struck gold expedition trail. So if you see any golden mini kegs around on the show floor, uh, they're part of it with us and Hillebrand and, uh, you can enter to win a full ounce of pure gold. Um, so stay tuned for more information about that. Uh, check out hillebrandbeer.com um, and all of our partners at the show. We're excited to see everybody.
0: Looking forward to meeting you in person, Tom. And thanks for your time today. We really appreciate all that amazing insight and wish you guys the best of luck in the future.
2: Yeah, hey, thanks, thank Tom. you guys so much. And also, you know, your guys' website, it, it, it's really awesome. And it, it's so cool from a, a brewery and marketing perspective to to just go through that website and look at all the other winners and just kind of get inspired by everyone else's creativity.
1: So glad to hear that. Thank you, Tom. Um, awesome. Cheers. Cheers.